There's a little verse in 2 Timothy and chapter 3 and verses uh, 14 to the end. And it just says this, but you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. And that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. I charge you therefore before God... And the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Of course, Paul's talking to Timothy, his son. But as I was uh, stood there this morning, I really sensed that he said to me, that as the scripture, as, as I share some scriptures with you this morning that some of these scriptures are going to go into you in such a deep, profound way. I mean, they are already in you, but you're going to receive them in such a deep and profound way that it's going to transform internally parts of your being. So, we're going to enjoy it this morning. Well, we are enjoying it, aren't we? It's wonderful. Son Nigel looks wonderful in his waistcoat. Huh? Doesn't it look nice? I like it. He's, the new fashion is in. <laughs> Nigel is breaking the trend. Do you know that Nigel, just like you, is an eternal being? Huh? He used those words the other day. I mean, look at him. Just stand up for a moment. Just stand up. Come on. Come on, Nigel. Look. An eternal being. Just like you and I. Huh? Beautiful. Dapper waistcoat. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> All right, well. I'm going to look at Luke 23. I don't know if you can follow me a little bit, Simon, with some of this stuff, but I know you'll do your best there. I might go quite quickly. Um, I'm going to talk about, just to start with, the two, the two criminals, one on either side of Jesus, who were crucified with him, um, just to start the thing rolling. Uh, but before I talk about that, I want to talk about the context in which it was all happening. Um, so Luke 23, if you want to read this afterwards, you can do. But I just want to give you the context into which all this is written. So it says that Jesus has been and is surrounded by the following. The whole multitude. So there's lots of people. So this is as Jesus is going towards crucifixion. It says the whole multitude is surrounding him and they led him to Pilate. Also in these verses, there's mention of Caesar. The chief priests are in the crowd. So this is verse... 2 and verse 4. Herod became involved, verse 7. 
The scribes were also there, verse 10. The military were there. Military men were there, verse 11. The chief priests and the rulers were there, verse 13. Barabbas uh, was mentioned, and he was pardoned and released by Pilate during this time. And he'd been in prison for rebellion and murder. And a father named Simon, a Cyrenian, who had two sons, just happened to be passing by. And it says that the father, for, for a little while, carried the cross of Jesus, which is beautiful, isn't it? The father carried the cross for a little while because Jesus was uh, weighed, incredibly weighed down. Um, as he absorbed that sin and all the rest of it. Um, it says that many women followed him and mourned for him in verse 27. And then, of course, into all that were two crim criminals on either side of Jesus. And this is what it says in verse 32 and onwards. It says, there were also two others, criminals, led with him to be put to death. And when they had come to the place called Calvary, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. Now, I, I want you just to understand this, that when Jesus said those words, those words went out into all the ages. They were resounding through all time. Do you understand me? This was the heart of God from the very beginning. But when Jesus said those words, he said it over everybody. There's not one person who Jesus did not say those words over. Every single person, all of us, everywhere, in the whole world, in the whole universe that has ever been, Jesus said those words. Isn't it wonderful? And those words are in the ether, ether right now. They're in, they're in the environment right now. Not only are they in the environment, they're in your hearts because he put them there before you ever got here. He spoke it into you before you ever got here. He said, before time began, into you, when he saw you in that moment, when he'd looked at you and loved you and set you apart, in that moment that he thought about you, he also said, I don't want you to know any shame, no guilt, no blame, nothing. I want you to be blameless and shameless and loved and no beauty. He said it already before you ever got here. Those words are inside you already. Isn't it beautiful? All you've got to do is accept them. You've just got to say, yes, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I'm free. I'm forgiven. There's no shame, no blame, no guilt. Never, ever. Honestly, that word is resounding through the ages. Here, right now, in you, over you, towards you, with you. Does anyone get it? Anyone saying yes? Thank you, Leon. Yes, Leon, me and Leon together. Always. He's always there with me, honestly. Beautiful. So... Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. 
And they divided his garments and cast lots, and the people stood looking on. But even the rulers with them sneered, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he is the Christ, the chosen of God. The soldiers also mocked him, coming and offering him sour wine, and saying, If you were the king of the Jews, save yourselves. And an inscription also said, written over him in letters of Greek, Latin, and Hebrew, This is the king of the Jews. Then one of the criminals who were hanged blasphemed him saying you were the Christ if you were the Christ save yourself and us but the other answering rebuked him saying do you not even fear God seeing you are under the same condemnation and we indeed justly for we receive the due reward of our deeds but this man has done nothing wrong then he said to Jesus Lord remember when me when you come into your kingdom and Jesus said to him assuredly I say to you Today, you will be with me in paradise. Isn't that beautiful? Today, you will be with me assuredly. This is a sure thing. Today, you will be with me in paradise. Now, of course, he said that to the criminal on the right or on the left, whichever side he was, I can't remember. But he said it to that criminal, but he said it to everyone. Everyone, it's for everybody. You understand me? Every word he said is for everybody. It's for you as well. It's for me. It's for everybody. It's wonderful, isn't it? Now, can you imagine? I mean, this this fella. Now, do you understand me? They're not in a meeting. They're not in a meeting. They're not having a beautiful time. They're not singing praise. They've just been led through a crowd that wants to see them crucified. And there's one now. There's three of them crucified together. And we won't go into all the details, but of course, even for them to say these things must have taken every bit of energy out of them. But these guys, as far as we know, they'd not been to to Bible school. We don't know if they'd been to a Bible meeting. We don't know if they knew any scripture. We don't know if they'd sang any prayers. We don't know what they knew. This guy might not have known anything at all. And can you imagine... When he came to glory, huh? When he came to glory, when Jesus said those words, and Peter's at the door, Peter's at the door, and he goes, Hey, bud, how did you get in here? What did you do again? Not that Peter would have said that, but I'm just illustrating something. And the guy looks at him and goes, I don't know. The bloke on the, set, on the cross next to me said it. The bloke who were crucified with us said, I'm going to be with you in paradise today. Here I am, what can I say? Huh? He wasn't learned. He didn't know anything. As far as we know, he's a criminal. The only thing that he said, listen to this now. The only thing that he'd been done is what? Being honest. The only thing that he'd done was being vulnerable. The only thing was, as he was hung on the cross, that he actually went, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Because I know, I got it wrong. That's all he said. And Jesus went, hey, bud, you're going to be with me today in paradise. Huh? Wow. Isn't it beautiful? That's what Jesus has done. You didn't do anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, but I believed, I believed. Yeah, well, even the belief that you've got, is the grace of God on the inside of you. Come on, someone say thank you. Thank you for the grace of God. 
Thank you, Father, for your grace. Thank you for the gift of faith that you've given me. He gave you it. He gave you it before you ever knew anything about it. It's there right inside you right now. You don't have to do anything but just say yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Lord. Huh? This is the gospel. This is, there's no one else got this gospel, not in all the world. Huh? There's no one in the world that has got this gospel, but you've got it. Isn't it wonderful? Isn't it glorious? Isn't it blessed? Really, that's it. Religious people don't like that. They, they really go, ooh. No, no, no. You've got, to be, you've got to do this. You've got to do that. You've got to do the other. You've got to be part of the church. You've got to blah, 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 blah. No, no, no. Today, you will be with me in paradise. Isn't that beautiful? He did nothing. He was just honest, vulnerable, open, sharing. That's what he was doing. You know, you know what happens when you do that? God, his dwelling becomes real on the inside of you. That's all it requires. Just for you to be honest, vulnerable, open, because that is who God is. And who he is, is where he is. You understand me? And if you're that... He's there. Woo! It's beautiful. Isn't it beautiful, that? No, really, come on, come on, kids. You, 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 I'm, I'm going to go at it, honestly. I'm going to go. I'm going to like, woo. Huh? Now, I, want, I, want, I just want to, I, I know that I've done this before, but I want, I want you to try and understand before the beginning, before the beginning. Now, just, you know, just indulge me a little bit because I'm, I, I, of course, my little illustrations are, 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 are nearly foolishness. They're so simple and nearly foolishness. But I want you to understand that before the beginning, there was the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They were, just are, and they were together. And I, maybe there were a few angels around as well that had come out of the creation of their glory together. But they were talking, and they went, we want kids. We want kids. And we want them to be just like us. And they looked together, they talked together, and they went, yes, we agree it, children just like us. And the father looked at the son, and he went, oh, they're going to they're gonna be just like you, Jesus. I want them to be just like my son. So when we have these kids, I'm going to adopt all of them. I'm going to predestine all of them to be with me. I'm going to kiss them and love them and give them everything that I've got. And when I speak over them, when, when I look at them, my word and my spirit is going to be inside them. In fact, their DNA is going to be full of me. So that they will not live or move or have the being without me. And we're going to adopt them. They're going to be our kids. And the Holy Spirit is rejoicing and Jesus is going, isn't that wonderful? We're going to have kids. And then somewhere in the conversation, they went, yeah, the, 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 there may be an issue. There may be an issue because these kids, if they're not going to be robots, might want to do their own thing. They might just do their own thing and, and mess up a few times. And Jesus went, no problem, no problem. Anything that they do, I'm going to sort it out. I don't want anything to separate them from you, Father. I don't want anything, not one little stain, not anything 
to separate them from you. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go down there and I'm going to take it all upon myself, all the wrongs, all the things that have happened throughout, throughout mankind's history. I'm going to absorb it all into myself. And the Holy Spirit is going to take it and he's going to dump it somewhere. I have no idea where, but it's all going to get dumped. And then there'll be no issues. There'll be no sin. There'll be no, nothing that separates them from you, Father. And the father went, okay, son, that's fine. That all happened before the foundation of the world. Do you understand me? That is why the, the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. Before anything was founded, that is the conversation somewhere. And of course, I simplified it a lot, but that's the conversation that we know happened with them. And it says that Jesus at the creation was full of joy when he saw the sons of men. He was full of joy. He was delighted. You know the pleasure of God's heart. You are the pleasure of God's heart. You are the pleasure of God's heart. Isn't that beautiful? The Father has so much pleasure when he sees you, we can't even begin to understand what it's like. Other than the Holy Spirit begins to judder and flutter and move and, oh, goodness knows what he begins to do, but that's all his joy welling up. And sometimes you feel it because sometimes you allow yourself to know something of what he already knows about you. But I'm telling you, you've got to let him in, come on. Let him in and let him out and let him live there. Huh? So that you can enjoy this life. So, he did everything. Before you see, because in the timelessness of God, you understand me, we're linear, aren't we? But, but God's timelessness. So for God, these things that happened, happened the moment that he saw them. The moment that he thought about him, it was all done before you ever got here. Before anyone got here, Jesus did everything. Huh? And the world and all the messages and all the lies have tried to keep it down. And even when Jesus hung on the cross, they were sneering and... But nothing could stop the good news. Because life lives, you understand me? God is life and life lives. It's impossible to kill life. It's an absolute impossibility to kill life. You were alive inside, you were alive. It's an impossibility to be dead. No, listen to me again. It's an impossibility for you to die. I'm going to show you from Scripture. Because this is the good news. You are an eternal being. And I'm sorry, can I just tell you, I'm not shouting at anybody. I'm just excited. I can't help it. Huh? I'm not shouting at anybody. Honestly, I love you all. Do you feel the love? Come on. I love you all. I'm kissing you all right now. I'm not shouting at anyone. I'm just excited. Because this is the glorious good news. And if I can't get excited on Easter Sunday morning, when can I get excited? Well, every other, every other week. <laughs> Mm. So, he'd done everything already. This guy who was, who was with him, dying a terrible, painful death, just got straight into paradise. He did nothing. He was just honest. 
Don't you just want to be honest? Don't you just want to be vulnerable? Don't you just want to lay it all out? Huh? Nothing is hidden. Nothing. Nothing's hidden. So it's good to get it all out. That's what's happening right now across the earth. It's all coming out. Everything's coming out. All being exposed, everything's coming out. It's all coming out. And it's coming out in increased measure. So, I just put this. I thought it was very interesting that, you know, a lot of us, we'll, we, we're going to be shocked, aren't we? You know, you know, some people actually believe that when they die, it's going to like just go dark and there'll be nothingness. And, and, and they think, you know, some people get caught up in the worms and the darkness and the, ooh, listen to me. It's all nonsense. Every single person who dies will be raised to life. Every single person. No one is going to be left in the grave. No one. Not one person ever that ever lived on the face of the earth. Hebrews 9 and verse 27 says this. And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this judgment, you see, we die once, and then there's judgment. And judgment, because Jesus took the judgment, is not the judgment the way that you think it is. But everyone dies once. Well, nearly everyone. There's going to be some exceptions. There already has been some exceptions through history. I want you to know that there's been a lot of exceptions through history. I mean, think about Elijah, he didn't die. Think about Enoch, he didn't die either. Think about all those people that the, it says in Hebrew somewhere or other, it says that the women received the dead back to themselves. Alive, completely alive. So there were some people who bypassed this whole thing of death. They just bypassed it. And according to Paul, there's going to be a whole generation that bypasses it. There's going to be a whole generation that never ever sees, well, they're not going to see the coffin anyway, are they? No one's going to see it. You're going to get raised. Huh? You're going to get raised. Listen to this. John 11, verse 25 to 26. Oh, this is beautiful, isn't it? He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Hang on a minute. So he who believes in me, though he may die, he, though he may die, so Jesus says, you might die, you might. You might in the sense that your body gives up, you might. But then he goes on and says, and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Welcome to the never dying life. No, honestly, look at someone and say, welcome to the never dying life. You're in the never dying life club, huh? You're in the never dying life, isn't it, isn't it beautiful though? So why is everyone so afraid of dying then? Huh? Why is everyone so afraid? You're never going to die. What wonderful news is that? Okay. There's a new day. Jesus triggered a whole new day when he arrived on the earth. And, and by that, I mean, I, I don't just mean one day, but I mean a day of what God calls grace. A day of salvation. A day of favor. And, you know, what's, where does it say? It says something, doesn't it, about a day in, a day in the eyes of God is like whatever it says. You know, you know the verse. I don't, I'm sorry, I've forgotten it. But listen to me. A day 
is a whole long age for God and we're still in it. This is it, the day of grace. It, it wasn't just a day of grace and favor and salvation when, when you said yes or when the Lord came and appeared to you or encountered you. It wasn't just a day of salvation then. That was a day of salvation. But listen, the whole day, this whole time, this whole age is called a day of salvation, a day of grace. And Jesus started it when he came to the earth 2,000 years ago. Yeah, Jesus did all this. Just think, can you imagine what it's like for Jesus? I mean, you know, you think I walk around like it. You know, Jesus must walk around and go, Father, Father, I've given them everything they could possibly need. When do you think they're really going to get it? When do you think they're really going to get it? Huh? He's done everything for us. Everything is done. A day of grace and favor. 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 2 says this. For he says, in an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of grace I have helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. This is a day of grace and salvation. This is a day of favor. The favor of God is here continually. Isn't it beautiful? Someone say it's beautiful. It's beautiful, isn't it? The day of grace and salvation is here right now. All the time. Beautiful. It ain't gone. No, no one's gone anywhere. It's still here. The day of grace and salvation. And it started, listen to what, what uh, Jesus says in John 4 and verse 21. Because he ushered in a whole new time. He says this. The hour is coming. So you remember he's talking to the Samaritan woman. And this is what he says to her. The hour is coming. And then a little bit further down he says, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain. Okay. Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do know. We, but the hour is coming and now is. Do you see it? And now is. So Jesus is saying the hour's coming. The hour's coming when something is going to happen that's completely new across the earth. He says, the hour's coming, and then he goes, and now is. Wow. Now. As soon as he said that, he triggered a whole new day. He triggered a whole new day over the whole universe because only a king can bring in a new kingdom. Huh? And Jesus was the king. And he triggered in a whole new day, that day, called the day of grace and salvation. And then he went on to accomplish everything. That's what you've been singing about. That's what your spirit was so excited about. Did you hear yourself singing? Did you hear all the singing in the house? Did you hear that thrust coming out of you? Did you hear it? You should have been listening to it. I wondered at one point if there were angels joining us. But you understand me? There was a thrust coming out of you because in you, you know more than this little potty mind of yours. Because this reasons everything. This is logic. Oh yeah, I must know this, this, and this, and this, and this. Well, listen, I'm giving you the facts. All the fact checkers in the house, this is the facts. Huh? This is the facts that God speaks to us. Isn't it beautiful? Huh? These are the real facts about what he's really done. And when we say it's won, it's finished, it's done, it's accomplished, it is. Completely. There's not going to be anything else that happens. When you go, when you go and walk into his, into his glory in greater depth, because I don't know how to say these things anymore, 
because you're already in the journey. But when you walk into his, into his presence in even greater depth, he's not going to give you a new heart. What, you're going to say, Jesus, I need... No, 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 I already give you a new heart. Oh, I need to be a new... No, no, you're a new creation. Oh, but I need, I need, I need to be... I, I want to be an... No, no, you are an ambassador. Oh, yeah, but I want to be, I want to be a witness. No, you are a witness. Do you understand me? Yeah, yeah, but I don't feel like a son. Yeah, but you are a son. Do you understand me? He's not going to do anything more. Because it's all finished. Everything is finished. Isn't it beautiful? Come on, let, let your spirit get a hold of it. Come on, some of you need it. Everything is finished. Everything is finished. He's done it all. It's beautiful. Huh? Oh, Jesus. A whole new time. Listen, Romans 6 and verse 3 to 10. I want to read these verses till you remember what I said right at the start. Some of you is going to get a transforming moment as I read these verses to you, okay? Just listen to them. Or do you not know all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus? Who were we baptized into? Who? Okay, when did that take place then? Okay, we're going to get to it. You were baptized into Christ Jesus. No mention of water in this passage. You were baptized into Christ Jesus. We're baptized into his death. Where were you baptized? You were baptized into his death. Isn't that wonderful? So when Jesus died, you were baptized into him. So it was your death. That's good, isn't it? Great teaching, isn't it, this? Woo! Huh? We were therefore buried with him. Woo-hoo-hoo. You were buried with him. You have gone through it all already. Isn't it beautiful? You were buried with him, therefore... Buried with him through baptism into death. Death. Not water, into death. In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Woo-hoo. Did anyone hear that? That's what Easter Sunday is all about, isn't it? That's what Easter Sunday is all about. You know, we go, he is risen, he is risen, and Jesus looks down and goes, you are risen too. You were risen too. You're alive too. Huh? Listen. Now, if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. Ooh. Ooh. That's exciting. For we know that our old self, we know, we know, we know that our old self was crucified with him. Where was your old self crucified? With him. When, when did that happen? No, that happened some time ago when the Father looked at you and went, I'm going to put you in Jesus. The moment that Jesus goes through all that Jesus goes through, you are automatically in him when he goes through all of that so that you don't have to go through it. All you have to do is go, yes, 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 yeah. I'm alive, I'm alive, I'm alive. Huh? Isn't it beautiful? So let's just say it, for we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with. Oh, beautiful, that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. And you have died, isn't it wonderful? This is the facts, okay? I don't care what you feel, this is the facts. This is what God says. And you say that you believe your Father in heaven. 
Don't you? This is what God says. This is not what Paul says. This is what God says, the Holy Ghost says, and Jesus says to you this morning on Easter Sunday. Isn't it beautiful? Isn't it beautiful? What message is like this? There's no message in all the earth like this one. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Oh, no. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. Oh, that's beautiful. And he included me in it. Isn't it beautiful, son? Huh? Isn't it just amazing? Huh? What is like this message? Who? Baptized into Christ. Buried with him. Baptized into his death. Resurrected with him. And living with him forever. That is a fact. It's a fact. And God goes, yes, son, it's a fact you can have it. Huh? You know, I can feel a big stamp coming down from heaven. Guaranteed. You you know, there's not much guaranteed in life. There's not much guaranteed in life. But this is guaranteed. Because he's done it all. Oh, my Lord, don't you want to dance? Come on, doesn't someone want to dance? Doesn't someone want to shout? Oh, Lord, no longer slaves to sin. Thank you, Lord. Listen to this. Galatians 2, verse 20. He puts it real simple. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith or by the faith of the Son of God. You understand me? It's not by your faith. It's by his faith that you live. Because he's done it all. It's beautiful. It's not your faith. It's his faith. It's a gift. Isn't it beautiful? You're going, oh, I need to try hard and I need to try. Oh, shut up. No, no, really, shut up. Stop listening to that nonsense. Your mind is telling you lies. Listen to your spirit. You died with him. You were buried with him. You are now alive with him. Oh, let that truth flow through your spirit. Huh? Let that flow. Jesus. Sin has been dealt with, Lord has been dealt with, death has been dealt with. Whether you experience it or not, it's all done. It's all done. Listen, do you remember old Lazarus? Oh, poor old Lazarus, he, he stunk a bit, didn't he? You remember what they said? I mean, you remember what they said about him? Oh, Lord, he's been dead four days, it smells a bit in there now. Huh? This is what he says. Verse 40, Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? The glory of God. Well, we we, we want a wooden box. We want to see the Shekinah glory of God. We want to see the Shekinah. We want to see the smoke and the mist and we want to feel his glory. Give me a break. When Lazarus came out of that grave... Jesus went, did I not tell you, you would see the glory of God as Lazarus walked out of that grave? Who is the glory of God? You are the glory of God. You are the glory. The hope of glory is Christ in us. That is why Easter is a happy Easter. Do you understand me? It's not because you're going to have chicken for lunch or lamb or any nice things or get your little chocolate Easter eggs. It's nothing to do with any of that. It is a happy Easter. 
Because Christ lives on the inside of us. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, someone say yes, Lord. Thank you so much. There's no one like you, Lord, not in all the world, not in all the universe. There's no one to beat him, no one like him. Not anywhere. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Christ lives in you. Oh, yeah. Just listen. He's there. He's speaking to you right now. He's telling you how beautiful you are, how lovely you are, how worth it you are. Yes, because you are worth it. You understand that? You are worth it. You are precious. He delights in you. His pleasure is in you. Oh, yeah. Where, where does this pleasure come from for our kids? You know, we see all these beautiful kiddies around us and we go, oh, isn't it lovely? Where does that come from? Well, it comes from your father in heaven. Because when he looks at you, he goes, oh, aren't they lovely? Aren't they lovely? And Jesus goes, oh, yeah, but father. <laughs> Listen to this. Ooh. Am I sweating? Excuse me if I swear a little bit. I don't care. Ooh, it's great to go through shirts because you love Jesus. Huh? Oh, Lord. Listen to this. Job 19. So Job, you know, he went, of course he went through a lot, didn't he? But he knew some things. Oh, Joby boy, listen to this. This is nice. Job 19, 25 to 27. For I know that my Redeemer lives. And he shall stand at last on the earth. And after my skin is destroyed. Now listening, good kids. After my skin is destroyed. Hang on, what's he saying now? This I know. That in my flesh. Hang on a minute. Is he contradicting himself? What's he doing? In my flesh. I shall see God. Who I shall see for myself. My eyes. My eyes shall behold the glory of the Lord. My own eyes, in my own flesh, with my own eyes, with my own hands, my own feet. And yes, they may have been changed slightly. You understand me? So that I can go through walls and through windows and things like that. They may have changed slightly in terms of DNA. But it will be me, in my flesh... You will know me. Listen to me, good. You will know me in heaven, whatever heaven is. You will know me. Do you understand me? You're not suddenly going, oh, Paul, you know, he's dead and buried now. He's gone. No, no, I want to tell you. I'll be alive more than ever before. So will you. Huh? For I know that my Redeemer lives. And in this flesh and with these eyes, I will see him. Huh? So why are you all so fearful then? Have everything that comes your way. Because you have eternal life on the inside. You have no reason to fear anything. Do not fear. Huh? Do not fear. Listen to this. Isn't this beautiful? Matthew 27 verse 51. I'll just give you time to find that one. It's beautiful. And, and, and take it through to 50, 54 because that's good, isn't it? Matthew 27, 51 through to 54. At that moment, this is when Jesus says, he gave up his spirit, he just said it's finished. At that moment, the old temple curtain was ripped from top to bottom. 
I mean, who does that? You know, that's the Holy Ghost looking out over the temple going, I'm coming to get you. I'm coming to get you. Huh? Oh, yeah. Huh? I have all sorts of images going through my head right now. They're very irreverent. But what I can see is a big tongue hanging over the temple curtain going, I'm coming to get you. <laughs> Listen, he couldn't, every, everyone had kept him in, inside that little, that little place, the Holy of Holies. Ooh, we want to be in the Holy of Holies. We want to be in the temple. We want to, we want to see the wooden box with the Shekinah glory. Ooh, no one can go, give me a break. Holy Ghost tore that thing into him and went, I'm coming. I'm coming for you and I'm going to fill the whole earth with my glory. How do you think you can stop God? You think he's in a box? Huh? No one's been able to stop him. He's everywhere. Oh, he's living inside you. Thank you, Jesus. At the moment the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, the earth shook and the rocks split and the tombs broke open. Woo! The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. Whoa, boy. What an Easter they had. Huh? The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went in the holy city and appeared to many people. Whoa, boy, you see, they, they got, they, they just, didn't they? Just full of life, man. Huh? Nothing could keep them. You understand me? And when they died, they, they weren't dead in the grave in the sense of they were in the grave. They were waiting in a place. To be raised up into a new place. That's what happened there. When the centurion saw these things, and those who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified. And exclaimed, surely he was the son of God. This is, this is what's called the communion of saints. Huh? This is when, and I, I want to tell you. All, all the saints that have gone before us, they are watching us. That's what it says in Hebrews, doesn't it? In fact, I think I've got that one. Hebrews 12 and verse 22. All the saints are watching us. But they're not only watching us, they actually want to be with us in what's going on the earth. They want to be in it. This is the most exciting time right now. Huh? So these, these saints, I, I really believe this, and I'm not just saying it. I believe that some people are, are going to see saints who have been raised to life. Well, they've all been raised to life. But some who are going to visit. There's going to be some visits going on. Honestly. So just get ready. Because there's going to be something that, and I'm not just talking physically in terms of sight, but I'm talking like you're just going to know, my Lord... Was he here? Was she here? I felt that. Was that? Did she just say something to me? Huh? Honestly, I believe we're going to see some incredible things in the next, in this, in this era as we go into it. And I'm ready, aren't you? I'm ready. I'm going to talk much more about this some other time. But immortality is yours. You, you understand me? There is a whole generation who will not die. They will not die. Well, it could be you. 
But of course, what is happening now is that we are going through some extraordinary changes. Extraordinary changes on the earth. And something is happening by which people are waking up all over the world. And they are waking up to many, many things. And some of these things are to do with who they really are. And of course, in Jesus, we have incredible life. We have the best life ever. And we're going to do some incredible, extraordinary things. Listen, verse 22. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God. The heavenly Jerusalem to an innumerable company of angels. Innumerable means you cannot count them. Innumerable company of angels to the general assembly. Wow. And the church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven. To God, the judge of all. To the spirits of just men made perfect. To Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. And to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. You remember Cain and Abel. And Abel's blood cried out from the ground. Well, Jesus' blood cries out from the ground for everyone. And it cries out grace, grace, grace. Salvation, salvation, salvation. Wholeness, restoration. All over the earth, his blood cries out because it cries out better than that of the blood of Abel. You understand me? There is no vengeance in Jesus. There is only love. There is love. He is love. And he's crying out all over the earth right now. Love, 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 love. Many people are worried about judgment. But listen, in the light of Jesus and what Jesus has done, Jesus did everything. He took whatever wrath there was of God. He did it all, everything. Did it all. You see, it's hard for us to believe good news, isn't it? We're so used to believing bad news, but God is a good God. There is no shadow of doubt or turning within him. He loves us. The writer of Hebrews goes on to say that there would be a time when everything that can be shaken would be shaken. And only the things which cannot be shaken would remain. A kingdom which cannot be shaken. And that kingdom is on the inside of you already. The king with his kingdom is on the inside of you. And this is not the kingdom of the world. This is not the way that the world sees things. This is the way that the king sees it. Do you understand me? How he sees is how you see. Yes, you may be from a different culture. You may be from this culture. I want to tell you, the kingdom of God supersedes all cultures, all nations everywhere on the earth. And every nation has something wonderful to display of the kingdom of God. But listen, the kingdom of God is inside us and he will teach us and show us, and and we should know, how to live in the world. The kingdom is here in your heart and being released more and more into and upon the earth. All things will be restored. All things will be made beautiful. Everything. Everything. On the earth. On the earth. Hiya. Oh, beautiful. 
This is what he says in the Mirror Bible. It says, ponder this mystery. I want to show you something that you have never seen before. Everyone will be awakened out of sleep. Everyone will be awakened out of sleep. We will all experience exactly the same change. The change will happen in an instant, in the blink of an eye. The final trumpet will sound, and the dead will be awakened out of their sleep. And we who are still alive shall be instantly changed. We who are still alive. Paul believed this. We who are still alive, what? We who are still alive, what? We who are still alive will, shall, shall be instantly changed. We who are still alive. Oh, wow. That's nice, isn't it? We are who are still alive, and this is what I believe is happening right now, in this time. Something is going on in a deep sense within your DNA. Something is happening in which you are waking up more and more and more on the inside. And some of what you will see will be frightening. Some of what you will see will not be nice because you will be awakened to reality. You understand me? He's going to awaken everyone to reality. It's time to wake up to reality. There is a reality here, but there's another reality that is in your heart. And that reality is going to awaken more and more, and you are going to be changed more and more now. You are going to be changed more and more because does it not say that you are going to be transformed into the likeness of Jesus himself? Does it not say that? So you should be expecting that every day that you get up, something new and fresh is happening inside of you. And I'm not just talking about in your spirit. I'm talking about in your mind. I'm talking about in your body. Something is happening because you are awakening to the reality of what King Jesus has accomplished and finished. Something is going to start happening in ways that we have never ever seen before or experienced and you were right on the cusp of it. You were on the edge of what is going to be history making. No, really, you don't sound like you think you are, but you are. I'm telling you now, you are on the edge of what is going to be history making. Do you want to be part of it? I want to be part of it. I want to tell you, I want to be so full of the Holy Ghost, so knowing Jesus, that nothing will stop me from what he's planned for me on this earth. Don't you want to be like that? Come on now, kids. It's time for something new. It's time to move. It's time to start believing what God has actually said about us. So, Father, just close your eyes right now and reach out and let your spirit reach out, okay? Let your spirit reach out. Father, just right now, Lord, we want to thank you for all the words that you have spoken to us, Lord. We want to thank you for all the visions, all the things that you have given to us, Lord, all the things that you have said on the inside of us, Jesus. We want to thank you for all those things. And right now, Lord, we just say that those things, we will be reminded of them, Lord. We will be awakened to them, Father. We will begin to be conscious of the reality of Jesus in a whole new way, Father. We speak into our spirits and we say, be awakened, be released in the name of Jesus and begin to love him like never before, Father. We say it to our spirit right now, Lord, and we speak it to our soul that you will be transformed and the life of Jesus will flow 
like a mighty river from your inner being and flow into your soul, into your emotions, into your thoughts, into your mind, and you will begin to be transformed. And Father, we thank you, Lord, that we will also feel this in our bodies, Lord, that DNA will begin to be quickened, Father, that there will be repair and restoration, Father, there will be renewal, Lord, there will be rebuilding, Father. We will begin to see things, Father, in our families, Lord, with our children and with our children's children, Lord. We will see miraculous things taking place, Father. And Holy Spirit, we want to thank you that it is all you, all you, Jesus, all you, Father, but you are flowing through us and working with us. And Father, we want to thank you so much, Lord. And Father, as we go into the rest of this day, Lord, we rest. And Lord, I just speak this over everybody, Lord. We just rest in the word, Lord. We rest in you, Jesus. And we allow this word to work its way inside us, Father. And we want to thank you so much, Lord. We want to thank you, Jesus. What a glorious, happy Easter it is, Lord. Because Christ, the hope of glory, lives on the inside of us forever and ever and ever, Lord. And it'll never stop, Lord. It'll just get more and more and more. Father, we bless you so much, Lord. We thank you, Father, that even as we eat today, Lord, we'll know that you are our special guest. Holy Spirit, we know that you are with us and in us and for us and towards us, Lord. And we want to thank you, Lord, for the privilege of living at this time, in this day, Lord. In this day, Father, we want to thank you so much, Jesus. We bless you so much. We bless you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we love you. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, for this glorious bunch, Lord, who constantly have to sit and listen to me, Lord, energizing and seemingly shouting, Lord. But, Lord, you know, it's my excitement, Father, my enthusiasm, Lord. And I just love this house, Lord, and those that are watching, Father, all over the world, Father, we bless them. We love you. And so does Jesus. Loves you with all his heart, with everything that he has, he loves you. Thank you, Father. Oh, bless you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, guys. <laughs> so... I'm learning to be daft enough to 